Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And we make the case that mathematizing is not about mimicking steps or rote memorizing facts, but it's about thinking and reasoning about creating and using mental relationships. We take the strong stance that not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching, but that mimicking algorithms actually keeps students from being the mathematicians they can be. We answer the question, if not algorithms and step-by-step procedures, then what? So last week, we had a fantastic division challenge for the world, right? So much fun. Oh my gosh, that was fun. So we decided that we're going to tackle a little bit of division today. I mean, we are not done with division because, (laughs) let's be clear, there's a lot. Like division is, is interesting and it's complicated and it's complex, lots of ins and outs and, and mm-hmm. therefore even more fun, right? Like we can really have and a lot. super figure outable. Super, super figure outable. Not, yeah. not rote memorable. Nicely said. Okay. So, you know, uh, we're going to be a little transparent here and say that sometimes when we do the podcast, we plan it out a little bit more and I will actually tell Kim the problem that I'm about to give her so she can think through it a little bit. We've done that. We've also done it where we've literally thrown out the problem and neither of us have done a lot of thinking. Uh, that's not true. I think I've always thought about it at least a little bit. Or if you've given me the problem, you've thought about it, but the other person hasn't heard it. Today, right. today is the cold case. Where <laughs> I, I've created some division stuff and Kim has not heard these before. Uh, so this will be a little fun and exciting. And here we go. All right. Totally willing. All right. All right. Hey, Kim. If we were going on a field trip sure. and we had 500 students, so it's kind of, a, it's a big, it's a whole, whole school is going on a field trip mm-hmm. and we decided for the, or maybe it's field day. I don't know. Give me a good context. Maybe it's field yep. day okay. um, because for whatever reason, we need water bottles and we were taking stock of what we have and we've got a bunch of water bottles and we know that right now for those 500 students, we have 250 water bottles and I'm curious how okay. many water bottles each of those students could have. Okay, cool. So I, I, I grabbed my pencil and paper <laughs> just in case, but 500 kids, 250 water bottles. We don't have enough water bottles for everybody. So how many water bottles is there per kid? One half of a water bottle per kid. Like that's not very good, right? We can right. only give them right. half of right. a water bottle per kid. So right. that's, hmm. Okay. 
Uh, so it gets even worse, Kim, because we don't have enough. But what if I had a thousand students and still oh. we only had those 250 water bottles? How much, okay. how many water bottles would each kid get? Um, yeah. So then, so then everybody would just get a fourth of a water bottle. We have twice as many kids, but the water bottles stay the same. So they're going to get half as much. So it's kind of like before they had half a water bottle each and now they get half as much of that and half of a, half of a half as a fourth. Is that a way to think about that? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, let's go back to our 500 students. So we got those 500 students. Uh, what if, what if the situation gets even worse? And we oh. only have 125 water bottles. We miscounted. We only have 125 water bottles. Okay. So same number of kids. Mm-hmm. 500, yeah. 500 kids. And when when they were 500 kids and 250 water bottles, they got half a water bottle. So now there are half as many water bottles as before. So they get half as much water as they got before. So instead of getting a fourth, now they get an eighth. Oh, they got, they got a half before. So sorry. They, they were going to get a half of a water bottle when they had 250 water bottles, but now you have half as many water bottles. So they get half as much water. So they get one fourth. Half of a half is a fourth. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, let's see. What if I had our same 500 students okay. and 250 water bottles? That was what we sort of started with, right? Right. right. And that was, they got a half a water bottle each. Yeah. What if we had... 250 students and the 125 water bottles. How many, how much? Half a water bottle per student. How do you know? Um, because I know 125 is half of 250. Yeah. So, so we had the original 500. Oh, you mean, so we have half as many students, but they get half as much water. So they're still going to get a half each. Okay, cool. What if, what if we had, um, for, uh, 50 students? Oh, okay. So we had, we had 500 students got 250 water bottles. And then you said 250 students would get 125 water bottles. Wait, how much water did they get for? When there were 250 students Uh and there were 125 water bottles, they each got half a water bottle. Did you say a fourth? No, Did I, I say a fourth? <laughs> they, get, they get a half because they get the same as when there were 500 students. How do you and know there's the Um, Because there's half as many students and half as much water. So what they get is the same. Ah, that seems important. Yeah. Is that always true? If you have half as many students and half as much water, they get the same amount of water? As the earlier scenario, Yes. Would that be true if you doubled the number of students and doubled the water? Would they mm-hmm. still get the same amount of water? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so let's see. For 250 students got 125 water bottles. They each got half a water bottle. What if I, what if I had 50 students get 25 water bottles? They're still going to get half. Because, and actually, I, like I'm writing on my paper, and I wish you could see. This is, this is kind of a thing, but I wrote... 500 students line 200. So over positionally over 500 mm-hmm. students for 250 water bottles. And I actually wrote equivalent or equal to 250 students with 125 water bottles. Okay. And then so I wrote 50 students 
to 25 water bottles. And you, you found a fifth as many students and it's a fifth as many water bottles. So that, that's going to be the same again. So like from the 250, a fifth mm-hmm. of 250 is 50. So 50, yeah. fifth so of I wrote students. divided by five. And then uh, from the 125 water bottles, a fifth of the 125 water bottles gave you 25, 25. water bottles. Uh-huh. So a fifth the number of students get a fifth of the water. They still have the getting same. the mm-hmm. same amount of water per student. Mm-hmm. Could you, could you do that from the 500 sort of our original? We had 500 students. Oh yeah. That might even be easier <laughs> because, <laughs> because you have a 10th as many students and one tenth as much water. Because 500 to 50 is a 10th yep. and 250 to 25 is a 10th. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what if I had only 10 students and five water bottles? Mm. They'd still get a half of a water bottle each. I mean, to me, when I look at those numbers, 10 to 5, it sort of screams a half. Yeah. And kind yeah. of 50 I would have liked that problem in the first place. <laughs> like if I would have said the ratio of students to water bottles is 10 to 5, you could have said, oh, they're getting a half a water bottle each. Yeah. Yep. At which point you would have said, not enough water, Pam, hydrate more. But, but, but you could have then sort of worked up and said, well, if we had 10 students and they got five water bottles, then 50 to 25. In fact, when I say that now, you almost could sort of look at some of these and almost see the half screaming. I wonder how many people, yeah. when you heard these numbers, didn't hear the scale and you were hearing the halves sort of screaming like 500 yeah. to 250, 250 to 125, 50 to 25. And 10 to 5, sort of that half just kind of screams out the whole time. That's kind of interesting. Why are we doing this? (laughs) So there's a strategy that if I can think about scaling the number of students and scaling the number of water bottles with the same scale factor, then I end up with an equivalent ratio of students to water. And Mm -hmm. that can be helpful when I have other random problems. So, for example, Kim, another random problem. What if I asked you 244 divided by 16? Like if I had 244 (laughs) students and 16 water bottles, I don't know. That's that's probably not the best. um, This is probably not the best context to begin with at all. I I probably should have come up with a better context. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. It, but to, what are you thinking about? Okay. Is there something well, you could do? Well, at first glance, I'm glad that we just talked about this strategy, to be perfectly honest with you, because 244 divided by 16 is kind of um, yucky. But I'm going <laughs> to, my palms are sweating a little bit. And here's the thing. Like, I feel very comfortable taking as much time as I need. And if we need to pause, then we're just going to pause. But um, there is something to doing math on demand that I, like, I want to make sure that I'm explaining my thinking well enough that people can follow. That's I mean, you're on a podcast. I mean, mean, yeah. Okay. So, all right. All right. So I'm going to think about an equivalent problem that might be nicer. So I'm going to scale those down divided by two. Um, Half as many. Half as many, whatever's. So that, that's going to give me um, 122 to eight. 122 divided by eight. Okay, because half of 244 is 122, and right. half of 16 is 8. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I think I can do that again. I love that they're both divisible by 2 again, so I'm going to divide those both by 2 again, which is nice. I can half those numbers really easily. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Because now Talk I have mind. 61 divided by 4. So half of 122 was 61, 
and half of eight was four. So now I'm, I've scaled down a couple of times and I'm left with the problem 61 divided by four. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. And I love that I know 60 divided by four is 15. And one divided by four is a four. So at that point, it kind of changed my strategy a little bit because I recognize 61 divided by four is 60 divided by four plus one divided by four. Mm-hmm. And so that gives me 15 and one fourth. Cool. So you're saying you could actually use this strategy mm-hmm. of finding equivalent ratios mm-hmm. to solve a division problem. Love it. Huh. Wow. Yep. Hey, I wonder, is that helpful in any way in a problem like mm, random? How about 432 divided by five? Oh. How are you going to scale those down, Kim? Eesh. Oh, you know what? I don't want to scale down because I don't, um, I think it's going to leave me with something odd. But what I am going to do is scale up. What? Yep. You mean if you had twice as many water (laughs) bottles? Yep. For twice as many students, they would yep. still get the same amount of water? Yep. And so ah. that, I'm going to scale up. I'm going to double the number of water bottles and double the number of students. Random. Okay. I don't know where because you're going. Because then yeah. that gives me 864 divided by 10, which is 86 and 4 tenths. Or 86.4. Because you know this thing about divided by 10. Yep. Because division by 10 is so brilliant. And you have a lot of numeracy and you recognize that division by five, if you scale it up to division by 10, bam! Like yes. anything divided by 10, you can just sort of like think about that that mm-hmm. pattern of multiplying and dividing by 10 in our number mm-hmm. system. And yep. 864 divided by 10 becomes 864. I totally just repeated what you did. Sorry. But it no, it's happen. great. Maybe yep. happy to like cement it in my own head. <laughs> hey, I wonder if you could do something similar, listeners. If you were to think about, oh, and this whole time we should have been saying, as soon as we give the problem, pause the podcast, solve it on your own. <laughs> Retroactively, <laughs> hey, when you hear a problem, pause the podcast, solve it on your own, and then listen to what Kim's doing. So do that on this last problem. How about 61 divided by 2.5? or 61 divided by two and a half, or 61 divided by two and five tenths. How would you solve that problem? So pause, pause, pause. All right, Kim, what do you got? Okay, I'm going to scale up again because scaling down when it's divided by 2.5 doesn't feel like it's going to be super helpful. So I'm going to double both of those numbers and create the problem 122 divided by five. Because double 61 is 122. Mm-hmm. Double, double two, two and a half is five. Okay. Yep. And then I don't love that, but I'm going to scale up again. I'm going to double 122 to get uh, 244 and double the five to get 10. So now I have created the problem 244 divided by 10, which is 24.4. I like. <laughs> Thanks and for giving me problems that I like. <laughs> you're welcome. Well, All which right. really they're they're not right. They're those problems. Like they're not. It's not like you gave me super nice ones. It's just that we have a good strategy that make them. Yeah, and so if we parse that out a little bit, we've developed a strategy that if I have a division problem, I can think about that as a ratio mm-hmm. of the 
oh golly, these new words of the dividend to the divisor. Did I do that right? Yes. Of the dividend to the divisor. I can think about that ratio. And then I could find equivalent ratios mm -hmm. that might be a problem easier to solve. Yep. And often it's not, but when it is, then I might as well use it. And if I get I'm a brief, brief story. Um, Y'all, I was a high school math teacher. I was an expert in teaching with graphing calculators. I was doing a workshop. I remember the day I was in San Antonio, Texas, and I was working with a group of teachers and we had a rational function. So we had like variables on the top of the, of the uh, fraction or the rational expression and variables in the, in the denominator. And I remember um, I had this, this graphical way of looking at it. We we're going to do this really cool stuff on the graphing calculator. And one of the uh, participants said, well, yeah, but you could just scale both of them. And then the, the denominator will be so much easier to work with. And it was kind of when we were actually figuring out a particular point. And so we had numbers at that point, not just variables. And I remember looking at that person going, whatever weirdo, that's like really, that, that is this weird trick that you just pulled out of a hat and I don't do tricks. I just do, you know, I do mathematics, not tricks. And I, yeah, it's because I didn't have any numeracy, but yeah. I remember the moment going, I have no idea what you just did. Y'all let's free up the world to know that these relationships exist. Once we know they exist, then we can play with them. We can experience them. We can build relationships so that when we reach a division problem, we have choices. Right. Like all of these problems, we could have thought about quotatively. We could have thought about how many of the divisors were in the dividends. But instead, kind of like when, Kim, when you solved 61 divided by four, you kind of thought about how many fours are in 60 and how many fours are in one to right. sort of think about 61 divided by four. That's right. a quotative strategy. But we'd also think about it partitively where, again, you, you, you think about it as a ratio and then you can find equivalent ratios to solve the problem, uh, to the easier problem once you found an equivalent ratio. Bam! Like those are important relationships that we need in division so that we can all think and reason more multiplicatively about division, which leads then into all sorts of success with fractions, decimals, and percents, all those rational number things, which then leads to higher, more success in higher math. But I'm dumb. And and I love it. That's like one of my favorite things to do ever. Thanks for playing live math with Pam on the podcast today. Um, Kim, that was fantastic. If, <laughs> if y'all like what you just heard, if you're interested to know more about division, we just created the Building Powerful Division Workshop and it has launched and we are thrilled to offer it to the world where you can learn not only how to divide yourself, like we just did, but how to teach powerful division to your students, yay, verily, even powerful polynomial division. So mm -hmm. we have a little bit of an extra bit in the workshop for those of you that teach higher math that want to know how all of this applies to thinking and reasoning about polynomial division, um, not just division with whole numbers and decimals and fractions and all the things. So if you want to check that out, mathisfigurable.com, more and more works, uh, more and more in-depth content workshops coming out day by day. Not really, but at least semester by semester as we <laughs> try to get more uh, workshops out K-12 uh, for more teachers to learn to teach more and more real math. So if you want to learn more mathematics and refine your math teaching so that you and students are mathematizing more and more, then join the Math is Figureoutable movement and help us spread the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figure outable.
To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figure outable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.